All right, welcome back to week two of listener questions. Welcome, welcome back. Yes, welcome back. We're growing, dude. Podcast is growing. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. But keep sharing it with your friends. For sure. Okay, because if you don't, I'll know, and I'll come for you. <laughs> so, listener questions. Um, Cal is uh, MIA for this one, um, but he, we got some questions from last week still that we wanted to answer, so we'll just uh, we'll get questions. right into it. Yeah, They're really yeah, good quite a few. Guys. If you guys want to submit questions, um, leave it in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. Otherwise, on uh, the podcast, you can send it to our Instagram, send it to our inbox, um, and then watch out on our stories. We kind of yeah on ask Instagram and say, hey, you know, what do you guys want to know? And yeah, anything and everything. I think uh, one person asked about Disney movies at one point, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, exactly. Alrighty, so uh, we'll start off with uh, one of the questions: What states? are um, underrated when it comes to duck hunting, and why is it Oklahoma? That was what the question was. <laughs> and here was my initial thought on that was, Oklahoma's never been underrated, man. They kill so many ducks in Oklahoma, and they have been for years. Well, but that, that I, I think that that's what it means is, like, people aren't never, really looking at that as, as a duck state. You know, Nebraska, Kansas, that's where people want to go. True. So, therefore, Oklahoma would be underrated, right? But at the same time, think about how many guide services are in Oklahoma. There's a bunch, dude. I can think of like five at the top of my head. Well, yeah, you're going down there, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I'm uh, going to be guiding at Stewart Ranch Outfitters Nice. from January 10th to the 24th or the 25th. So be on the watch. I'm going to have a lot of content coming from that. It'll be good stuff. I'll be guiding four clients-ish a day for ducks and lessers. So it'll be a lot of fun. Nice. I'm really excited. Yeah. My dog's going to get a hell of a bunch of retrieves yeah. under her belt in the month of January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyway, most slept on states for ducks. That was the question. Yeah, yeah. Underrated, yeah. Um, A big one that I never thought about was Arizona. But if you think about it, it's in that Pacific flyway. So you can shoot seven ducks a day. Oh. And uh, there's not a whole lot of water in Arizona. So but there be... is agriculture. So if you find water in Arizona... Most likely public hunting. Yeah. And the ducks have to be there. Otherwise, they die because right. it's a desert. So if you think about it that way. So northern there's part a lot of probably. Uh, I looked because I almost moved to Arizona a couple years ago. And it's it's all within reasonable driving range of Phoenix. Okay. So it's all within an hour and a half of Phoenix. Okay. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I know an underrated state that deserves to be underrated. What's Indi- that? Indiana. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, I lived there. Jordan Fromer from uh, Duck Gun Chronicles. He's from there. He does pretty well. Yeah. Well. He does pretty well. Some people can kill him, you know, but. Um, Dude, he shot three duck bands this year. I hate him. Yeah. I hate him. <laughs> or um, south of, well, like when we were film, or hunting in Illinois, south of uh, that. Chicago. Yeah, for geese yeah. Uh, specifically. Um, south of uh, that nuclear plant. They just all stopped right there. So it gets. A lot tougher. But. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But an- another state is uh, New Mexico. I've had a couple of subscribers hit us up and say, you need to come down here. And it's just south of Colorado. That's interesting. And they whoop them up. Really? And I mean whoop them up. When I think up, of like, New Mexico. serious numbers, dude. I think of like Albuquerque and like yeah. be- um, Breaking Bad and whatever. And I, <laughs> I was down there a little bit this year. And I think of fairly decent sized mule deer. But mm-hmm. not, I don't, I guess I don't think it ducks. Because when I was driving the three hours across the freaking desert, I didn't see anything. Right. Well, my sister Jamie used to live in Arizona, and I helped her move there and move back here. 
and both times we drove through New Mexico, yeah. and it was desert, man. Yeah. Saw a lot of antelope. Yeah. A lot of antelope, but that was about it. I never thought of it to be... Apparently, there's elk there, too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple buddies who have shot some stud elks. Yeah. Uh, some guy hunted with out in North Dakota. His name's Carter Reeks. He, he guides Arizona slash New Mexico. Yeah. And he has shot many 7x7s seven hmm. in that area. Wow. But it's very hard to get a tag. So Very impressive. But very impressive. Okay, so going on next. So um, calling at ducks, when should you kind of call more aggressively and when should you be more quiet? So uh, I, we'll start, and I, I'm, I assume that it would vary based on um, what if like field, water, timber, that kind of thing. So we'll start with just like basic Minnesota hunting. Sure. And we'll expand from there. So what I found in Minnesota, because we hunt a lot of public, a mm-hmm. lot, specifically out by the cabin. If you've noticed, there's always other people hunting. Always. And this is any public marsh that I hunt at, if you are the loudest and you have the biggest decoy spread, you will win. You will win. Mm-hmm. You will does shoot that, more birds. Does that matter on, like, time of season or? No, well, you don't really need to do it early season, but once you start getting into the end of October to the end of season in Minnesota. You don't yes. need to call aggressively in the beginning no, you, of season no, or you don't you need don't a lot need, of decoys? You don't need to call very aggressively or use a lot of decoys okay. at the beginning of season. However, the more the season goes on, at least for mallards yep. and divers, the more decoys and the more, well, divers don't really respond to calling, but for right. mallards. Mallards see a bunch of different species. They see all these decoy spreads of like two to three dozen with two mojos, two spinning wing decoys, and they just kind of pass over them. But if you have six to eight dozen with two really good duck callers just barking at them from the heavens, they will dump into your spread. Right. You know, and then you go down to Kansas or you go down to Oklahoma or you go to Louisiana. Louisiana, you need to be super aggressive on the duck call. That's timber style hunting, of course. And I don't know. I just found... In recent years, the more aggressive you are in a duck call, the better you're going to do. However, when you are being aggressive, you need to read the birds and see what they're doing. Right. You can't just right the entire time on the turn that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Just like when we shot our seven man out in Western Minnesota. Yep. Like you didn't need to be aggressive, but you needed to know when to be aggressive. And that's a good video to watch it for. Yep. Uh, Both the seven man Mallard limit and then the Sunday Fun Day that we did the day before or that we did the day after um, and released the day before uh, because that's that was just showing all of the calling that, that you guys did. Right. So. No, that one was raw. You didn't yep. edit any of the – that one wasn't cinematic. The Sunday fun day was yeah, not cinematic. That, that so. one's a good one to look at the calling and listen at, uh, for the calling. For when and how. However, at the end of the season, when we're done with ducks and stuff, we are going to release a video – on when and how to call ducks, and then probably next year we'll do one for when and how to call geese. Yeah. I think you guys are really going to like that video. So you talk. this is all talking about water, uh, I guess, besides the, the mallard hunt that was in the, in the field. But um, is there a difference with field for calling a qui- quiet versus aggressive? Uh, fields, you're really depending on your mojos or okay. your spinning wing decoys. You're really depending on your motion for a field duck hunt. Yep. And then the calling is just an extra bonus. I can tell you there is a big difference with your calling in a field spread. And with water, I feel like it's a little bit more finesse. Okay. So I'm doing a lot more. Just because of the echo and like how it vibrates off? That's a really good question. I was just in Missouri hunting the other day, and you could hear your echo bouncing off the trees around Mm -hmm. you. We were hunting flooded corn. 
and I thought that would affect them. It did not affect them whatsoever. Right. So, like, they actually ate it up. Yeah. Ducks would swing over the top of you, and you, like, go up into the blind like this, like you're calling up at them, and you're just whack, whack, and you can just see them just come back and swing a hard 180 into the water. And it was like, wow. Interesting. Okay. So, I think sometimes it absolutely does affect them. I think it affects more geese than it does ducks, personally. Okay. So. Cool. So, I mean, to answer that question fully, when is it to better to be quieter and more aggressive? From what I find, you start out aggressive, and if they're not liking it, then you back off. Yeah. You know, and then you just wait for the perfect time to make those notes. Mm-hmm. It is a, it is harder when you're hunting with people who do know how to duck call, but they don't know how to read birds. Okay. That's hard. Yeah. So I, I implore everyone here to go out and hunt by yourself so you are the control mm-hmm. and everything else is a variable. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about team calling and so following mm-hmm. the, the leader, you know, somebody that does know how to read birds, that could also help. Right. So I don't know. It You just learn a lot more when you're hunting by yourself because no one else is duck calling, mm-hmm. you know? So you fa- find out what time is best to call a bird as they're cornering away, quartering yeah, well, away. And you got to pay attention to that stuff because yeah. if you just do your thing, you know, and don't think about it, then I know. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Okay, so moving on to the next question. Um, and this one is uh, the last one that we got for today, but the changes in the hunting culture that you've personally seen or experienced in the last, you know, 10 years, whatever. Well, what do you think about that? I mean, you do more big game than anything, and so you're, the clientele that you're filming for are what age, would you say? Uh, generally, they are um, the, like, I guess our parents, they're 50-plus Usually. Boomers, yeah. Well, baby no, boomers. boomers would be their parents. Would be the baby boomers. My dad's a baby boomer. Well, he's a he was a product of the baby boomers. Well, so is he just a boomer? I guess I don't know. Yeah, like what when I think of baby boomers, I think of the people that came home from the war. You know, those people, oh. and and then had kids. You know what I mean? Sure. And so I guess. so um. Anyway, neither here nor there. The but yeah. So fifty plus our parents' age. Okay. Um and. Those, that culture, um, I don't know if it's quite in that culture or not, but I know that in like the big game arena, it has kind of switched from, well, that's a nice deer you got there to, did you name it? Did you put cameras out? Did you put a plot? Did you, you know, track it for three years? Did you Are know. the 50 year olds saying that or is it our generation and a little bit older? I would, yeah, I would say our generation and a little bit older. Sure. Um, it's, it's just become much more of a competition rather than doing it to get the meat rather than doing it to, you know, Just and put it oh, up on the wall. you know, what's interesting though, it, it's weird because to me, I was talking about this with, uh, that, that deer hunt, uh, about the guy that was just so disappointed that he shot a 10 point. Yeah. And because it was a small 10 point and I'm like, what the heck dude? Like yeah. I would be so stoked if I got this deer and you're just like, ah, oh, I thought it was bigger, you know. Oh. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And maybe it's because we were in an area that had pretty big deer, so he's bummed that his tag's out. But I, I just Probably. don't know. Probably. Yeah. And and so, it yeah, you, you can go either way. But for me, I, I'm just like, dude, just, like, appreciate it. Like, now you got meat in your freezer, <laughs> you know. And he's like, oh, I've, I've been eating deer my whole life, like, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I get it. But, you know, there's – I've definitely seen a shift um, with horn hunting where it's like – you know, if you take a spiked bull, it's, it, you know, it's almost, it can be embarrassing for people. Yeah. You know, and, but to me, if you do that archery hunting, it's like, that's a pretty big feat because 
you got to be within 60 yards, 70 right. yards to get it, you know, and um, doing that with any animal that's, you know, you're in their terrain, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, what, what about what, what about, about you? Well, I've noticed a lot. Well, I grew up hunting with my dad and his friends. Mm-hmm. And these guys are old school, man. They hardly ever took pictures unless it was like a special day. Yeah. And I mean a special day. And so I didn't even take pictures of my hunts until I was... 23 yeah 23 is when i started taking pictures of hunts and i'm i'm glad that i did it because i have all these memories on my wall yeah of like those mixed tiles that i bought yep like i i love looking at those every day at work Mm -hmm. like i'm so glad i started doing that but like it wasn't like i never thought of doing that before like this is pre-social media i didn't even get on instagram until 2016 so four years ago five years ago now yeah and i just thought it was weird like i just noticed like everyone's like look at what i did I'm the best. I'm yeah. better than you. I'm better than all of you. Oh, a 10 man by 10, a 9 man by 9 a.m. It's like, cool, dude. That's that's actually really dope. Yeah. However, I can feel the connotation of your ego pushing against the forehead of my head. <laughs> it's just like kind of like shitty. Yeah. I don't like that part of waterfowl. I really enjoy hunting with older men and women. Now, I haven't had a chance to hunt with a whole lot of older women, but the older men that I have had the opportunity to hunt with, like I, I will go with them every time. Yeah. Cause they, I always learn something for one. And then two, it's just kind of like a, like a whatever deal. Like if you shoot a four man limit, like it's, it's dope. But at the same time, it's not like, dude, we need to get a picture of this. I'm going to put this up today. What do you think the caption should be? It's like, there's none of that bullshit. And it's just like, there's no like son, like what, like, stupid Instagram videos and Snapchats and whatever, which I've done. And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm better than people who do that. It's just, it's really nice to go out there and hunt just to hunt and just experience the moment. And that's kind of why I hate doing what we do because yeah. I can't take in every single moment. Yeah. Like I, like and, I want to. And your dad is probably still like that, still in the flip foam culture kind of thing. Um, but the, the older individuals that I hunt with, oh man, they take more pictures than I do. And it's, it's there, because there is that too, you know, the, and, and they like, but they keep it for our, themselves. Our generation is on, uh, is on Snapchat, you know, it's quick, like quick relief and it's gone kind of thing. Yeah. Their generation's on Facebook, you know? And so like, it's, it's very, very common that I like, I will get hit up after a hunt because I was the one that was taking pictures mm-hmm. and they'll be like, Hey, do you know, can you, and do I see those pictures online somewhere? Uh, usually, you know, um, do they keep them for themselves? Absolutely. And it's, it's definitely, social media has definitely changed um, somebody from deciding whether they want to take something in the big game, especially, like deciding if they want to take something because it's like, oh, I'm going to post a picture about this. Am I going to get a lot of flack? And in my opinion, posting something and then getting the flack or giving the flack or whatever, like that's where I think a, peop- a lot of people went wrong because it's like you have no idea how like this person, like how long they hunted to find that deer or mm-hmm. if they ever have shot a deer or, you know, whatever it is, or like they just, just how much work they've put in for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and they did it legally, they did it ethically, like more power to them, you know, like it's not, it's like, Oh no, let them grow, let them grow. It's like, no, they want to experience this. Like then go for it, experience (laughs) it, you know? And for birds, it's a little bit different because there's, you know, plenty of birds in the sky, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know, it's like, it it would be almost like somebody, I, I don't, I don't quite, think in that arena that um that bird hunting has has done that Mm -hmm. uh, because people you know people aren't on there being like oh like 
you know, by 10 a.m., why don't you just hunt till 1 and band check the whole time? You know, didn't shoot any bands. It's like, okay, because <laughs> I wanted to shoot the birds and get a limit, you know? Right. like, And that that's it's the same kind of reasoning and thought behind it, I think. And I... um. Come now that I think about it, you you brought that up. You're like, oh no, they'll take a shitload of pictures. You know, they'll yeah. take a lot of pictures, but like you won't you won't see them. But like Christmas, they'll be like, oh, check out my elk hunt. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, look at this beautiful mountain range. Look at this downhill slope that was so steep, I almost ate shit down it. You know, whatever. Like I get that, yep. but they won't plaster social media with it. And sometimes they do because that's what 55 year olds do on Facebook. They right. share way too much information. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like. Like, I was just hunting this weekend, and I felt weird, or this past week, I just felt weird GoProing the hunt. Yeah. But he's like, dude, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had you here if I, like, if I was weird about you GoProing, and I would have right. said something. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but, like, I just, I'm with an older crowd. I don't want to be that young millennial who has to document everything. You know, that's just, it's not who I naturally am anyway. And that's why I think it's important to hunt enough that you are doing that and appreciating that, but then just recognizing like, this is when I'm filming it and then right. just, and just go for it. You know, right. you got to pull out the narcissism and just do it. <laughs> right. Point the camera at yourself and talk. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't know. But at the same time, after he said that, I kind of like gained a little bit of confidence in it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And this is something that should be documented. This is a special hunt. Yeah. I was, and, I was you with know, the owner of dive bomb hunting his private little, Flooded corn spot with two ice eaters going with all these new products that they're coming out with, like that yep. no one knows about. It was awesome, dude. And people want to experience it. People mm-hmm. that, especially this year, you're not not being able. A lot of people can't hunt. It was special, man. I'm glad I got it documented. So hopefully you'll be able to edit that one up. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> got to keep the you know special products out and all that jazz. I, I made sure that I didn't do that, but yeah. Um, no, it was it was fun, but like I. I have noticed that switch where it's like people are more concerned about shooting a limit than experiencing the outdoors. Yeah. You know, I was just telling my girlfriend today, you might not want to come, but what you should do with me, I do it once a year, is where I drive out to South Dakota during conservation season. I call a bunch of people that I know, be like, hey, where the snow's at? And then I go and find them, find where the roost is, see where they're feeding. And sometimes I'm just dumb. And I'll just go out there with my dog, sit in the middle of the field with like a blanket over us. And they're like feeding up the field, and I'll mm-hmm. just like wait till they try to get close enough. And sometimes they get so close that you'll shoot forty in four shots, oh. you know. But then other times they don't get anywhere near you. But a lot of times they'll just tornado over you for like an hour. You'll fall asleep in the sunshine, and it's just there's something so special about just like being out in nature. Like I don't need to document it, and I feel like our generation doesn't have that anymore it's more about like what can i post to social media to make me seem like more of a badass that's the difference i've noticed from now from back then from all the experience i've had hunting with my dad's friends and yep they were so much about the camaraderie and just like having a good time and shooting a couple birds like if a tornado of mallards was coming down and i'm like my dad said in the other podcast that we did the joey's hunting with joey grew up hunting with who Mm -hmm. that one um they had a mallard tornado come of like 10,000 and the guy who was like running the hunt, Pete, he's like, don't anyone shoot, just watch. And they're getting shit on by mallards and wow. just like mallards coming down. And he's told that story so many times, but like the part that stood out to him was they just sat there and watched it. Yeah. There was no picture of after they killed their eight man limited or whatever it was. It's just, it's the fact that they sat there and took it all in. Right. You know, that's, that's what I think is different in. Yeah, I agree. Well, that about wraps it up for this one. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will see you soon.